Hi, I'm Barbara Seelig Brown. Welcome to Stress-Free Cooking. What I'd like you to do is pour a glass of wine, put on your bunny slippers, and cook a great meal with me. Celia Brown. Welcome to Stress-Free Cooking. Today I'm going to be going on a tour of Italy with my friend Marco Mocellin who is a, a, a wonderful educator on salumi and cheese and all things Italian and here with Taste of Italy I'd like to welcome Marco. Marco come on in. Welcome Hello, to Stress-Free Cooking. So nice to have you here. Thank, Thank you for you so coming. Much. Thank you for having me. So normally on stress-free cooking, we say put on your bunny slippers, pour a glass of wine, and cook a great meal with me. Today the format's going to be a little different. We're going to try some Italian craft beer, Absolutely. and Marco and I are going to get ready for a stress-free party by making a wonderful cheese and salumi plate. And you have some. You always tell people something that I think is really clever about salumi. Well, first of all, salumi is every kind of Italian cold cuts. Right. So a lot of people sometimes think that salumi is, is the, the misspelled right. of the salami. Right. So I always like to say, all salami are salumi, not all salumi are salami. Um, since we always start out with a little toast, should I pour us some of the beer? Absolutely. Would you please. tell me what you've brought? Okay, I brought Italian craft now is huge, as in the States, but just for the past four or five years. Uh, this is a beer from Liguria, so from the north, and it's a citrus beer. Look at the foam on this. It is. It needs to be open for a while, and this is great for the summer. It goes very well, and it's going to pair with what we're going to see today. Uh, and it's basically made out of quinotto, which is uh, citrus that in the United States is not present. Okay. Is, uh, something spell, spell it in Italian for me. Uh, is the spelling is C-H-I-N-O-T-T-O. -O. Okay. Quinotto. Uh, quinotto, which is IGP, so protected origin in the area of Savona, which is... So actually, let, all right, so you just brought up a good point. It's IGP. So explain to the viewers what IGP well, is, because that's very important when you're talking about Italian food and wine is uh, the denominations IGP, DOP. So what is IGP? IGP is the protected geographical origin of the product. So it means that it needs to come from a very specific region and from a very defined territory. And meet the guidelines of the territory exactly, and the government. Exactly. Right. So like in Liguria we have two IGP products. One is Quinotto from Savona, and then we got the famous basil to make the Genovese pesto. Ah, so okay. These are the two IGP products. And this is like, cheers, salute. Cheers, salute. And this is made out, it's great for the summer. It's something that can be substituted for the alpha bison. Oh, very and nice. And it's definitely something completely new to the it's market. It's almost an orangey lemony flavor. It's not exactly. just lemony. It's exactly. not as, as uh, tart as a lemon. Exactly, that's what quinotto, quinotto is. And uh, it's something in between, between a lemon, a lime, and an orange. And it's very, very nice. clean, very nice for the summer. And I'm not a real beer drinker, but this is really nice. Great. Like, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we really like it. So it's, it's. So, and there's others here, right? They have other. Absolutely. These other two, one is with chestnut. Again, uh, Italy is the only country really brewed 
chestnut beers. It's been pretty popular. So that would be a pretty bold flavor. Well, yes, that's definitely an amber, yes. a strong amber ale. Because chestnuts are so strong. Yes, and then we have like the third one that's the most different one because it's called, we call it medieval. It's called medieval because it still comes from Liguria. Back in the days, like, um, of course, there were not the terrace that we have now where we grow grapes for wine. Right. So, uh, and the hops there were not great hops. They were garlicky hops, not high quality hops. So, still people want to drink something. So, the idea to give the perfume, instead of using the good hops, they use like spices. So this is a beer with lavender, oh with my gosh. sage. It's totally, totally different. I love anything lavender. Yeah, anything truffles, anything lavender. Those are my two favorites. It's a very, it doesn't make you sleep, this one. But I <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. So we have so much good stuff here. Yes. So basically, it's a little tour uh, of uh, very much like the most important things like in a in a cold dish in Italy especially for night because we don't eat pasta every single night so like usually well in Italy it's more tradition to have the big meal at lunchtime absolutely absolutely but absolutely. in America people sometimes don't even take lunch exactly. so they eat their big meal in the evening in the evening we have something this is something that can be used like at any time basically and it's great for the summer it's a mix of cold cut and cheese. Everybody in Italy in the fridge has a couple of pieces of cheeses, right. a couple of slices of cold cuts, and basically you mix and match them together also with a nice glass of wine That's for every meal. That's for sure. There so. are so many beautiful parts of Italy and so many beautiful things about Italy and certainly the wine is one of them. Absolutely. But plus the way that people relax and enjoy food and wine together. There's no, I, I remember one time I was in Italy and they were saying, you know, the Americans, you always have a coffee cup or a water bottle. But in Italy, they don't do that. They sit down and have their coffee or visit with people. It's not, you know, always on the go and take out. No, absolutely it is. And, uh, and now, like also another thing, like what we're trying right now, this is a lot more coming into every people table every night. Like before it was just why, now microbreweries are getting huge as really? well. Wow. This match very well with what we are seeing right here. Absolutely, for the summer. And what I like about this idea is that, number one, you can keep a lot of these products in your house for a few days. So that's stress-free and convenient. But also, if it's hot, it's nice to have a cold meal. And there's no cooking involved in this. It's really just buying quality products. And as I always say, when you buy quality products, you don't have to do much to them because they already have the flavor. Absolutely, basically like you just buy a couple of packages of meats and of cheeses. And uh, the good thing today is the fact that you just don't need to go to the deli and wait online oh, for a long I time. Uh, today even like for these meats and these cheeses that are considered specialty most of the time and niche, for a long time. Today, like basically also in Italy, they evolved and they're making like those very nice pre-packaged like single portion. Right. Yes, now exactly. this, I this I could see buying. I will not stand in a long deli line. I have better things to do. So I love that. And I like that this could be purchased a few days ahead. So the day I'm having guests over, I can Absolutely. do other things to get ready for their visit as opposed to going to the store. So I could fuss preparing things and making them look nice. So I guess we should talk about what we have here. Okay, yes, absolutely. So we're doing a little bit of a tour of Italian salumi and cheeses that they match perfectly and we'll try to create a sort of 
salumi and cheese boards. Okay. Like, for people to enjoy and mix and match. And everything. what goes with what, right? Exactly, exactly. That's a concept. And also, basically, what you want to drink with it, yes. which is very interesting as well. So, um, here we got three sliced meats, and we got about five up here in prepackage. And so, there's a lot more to Italian salumi than prosciutto and salami. Absolutely. Basically, today, like uh, the main, I will say, Italian salumi knowing in the market, now you have a big push for porchetta. Yes. You have a big push for spack. You got a big push for new items new to the market. Like we are featuring something today that haven't been seen, that they just been uh, introduced, which is a roasted coppa, a roasted culatello, and then we got here a roasted fiocco. Like uh, these three products, it just came into the market because they are niche also in Italy. Right. But today the market for salumi in the United States is spreading and getting so popular that today even the niche in Italy are coming over because well, people love it. And that brings up a, a point to me is do, where do we buy these products? Because some of the supermarkets, as I travel, one of the things I love to do is go to grocery stores. I think grocery stores tell you a lot about the place you're in. Plus, if I'm doing uh, any kind of media things, I usually have to stop at the grocery store and get what I need. But some of the grocery stores throughout this country are not as advanced as the ones we have in New York, New Jersey, Florida. Um, so, do you have to go to a specialty store to buy these things? Well, what you say is a very, very interesting, important point. Like, I've been starting, I've been in the United States for 12 years now. When I first came, really, you needed a specific store to buy those meats. Right. This was not something that you will find everywhere, uh, not even in New York City, to be quite honest with you, depending where you're going. You really needed to know your spot. Yes. But today, it's incredible. There's been such a turnover, and it's becoming so popular right now. Just check out like uh, how wine bars are yes. taking hugely the place of And you get a much better glass of wine, as opposed to when you say to the server, what kind of wine do you have? And they say, we have red and we have white. Exactly. Well, I want to know what the red is and what the white is, who the producer is, at least. Education has been key in the past And that's years. where you come in because you have so much knowledge about this. So take me on the tour. Absolutely. So I, I will say that we can start maybe build our little All board. All right. So would you like <laughs> so, the board? Yes, absolutely. Hi, I'm Chef Joseph Minera with Taste This TV. Being from Europe, a good espresso is hard to find. What's even harder is a great machine that makes it. Let me introduce you to Astoria. They've been putting their stamp and their label on incredible machines such as this one. And I give the stamp of approval to say that they make the espresso just the way I want it. I feel like I'm in Italy. So after you can determine whether or not you'd like a single shot, a double, or in my case, a triple, then you have to realize what goes great with this espresso. If you're like me, you love sweets. And you're gonna take your impostato mozzarella, you're gonna put it in a bowl, and you're gonna take your Lafaza vanilla, this is their ground vanilla seed, and you're gonna put it right into the ricotta. Next, you can't forget la rustichella, white truffle honey. And you're gonna take a little bit of this white truffle honey, or in my case, a lot, you're going to put that into the regatta as well, and you're going to mix. What you're going to find is an incredible hint of vanilla slash white truffle honey. Scoop it right on the top of your espresso, and you're going to sip a combination of incredible cheese, vanilla, white truffles, and of course, espresso from Astoria. 
taste this. I will start it with uh, a little bit of mortadella. I'm going to use my hands. Tell us what mortadella is because people think it's bologna with fat in it. Well, exactly not. Mortadella <laughs> is one of the most fascinating salumi like exactly ever. Uh, mortadella is so-called the queen of salumi yes. in Italy. Uh, we have uh, basically knowledge of mortadella since the Roman time. They will call it either mortatum, either mirtatum. Mirtatum was the, is, a, of course, Latin word that implies the berries that were used in the base okay. for the mortadella, while mortatum is basically means uh, ground, pounded meat. That's what it is, because it's a base. Mortadella is a concept, is an encased product, so it's a concept of a salami. Okay. Okay? So it's basically the paste of the muscle of the shoulder, a muscle in front of the belly called lista, grind it together with spices such as black pepper, nutmeg, salt, and then they add the largeness of the neck, which are basically these white dots of fat that you need because during the cooking process, otherwise the product will become extremely dry because the pink paste is very lean, believe okay. it or not and it's slowly cooked for several hours depending on the diameter of the mortadella. You can make it as big as you want. And mortadella is fun because it has to come from the city of Bologna. It's another IGP product. Here you go again. Okay. And um, what is incredible is that back in the day, mortadella has been the first item in Italian food that has been protected because in ah. six, around the 1600, Cardinal Farnese, which is on top of the city of Bologna, since he was tired of the, all those imposters that were making fake mortadella, not using like the pig meats and stuff, he set a set of rules, wrote down that he said that mortadella should just come from Bologna, should just be made by pig meat and with certain recipes. So it's really the first example of an of IGP. IGP. And back in the days was four times the price of prosciutto, which now is the king, of course, of Salome. Okay, so we have the queen and we have the king. Absolutely, the king, <laughs> we probably people knows the better, is prosciutto. What I love to say is that since I moved in the United States and I heard a lot of people say, oh, prosciutto, somebody say, oh, oh it's <laughs> the face of the animal, it's maybe part of the face. No, today no, people are a lot leg. more. Yes, and people are a lot more educated today. It's the back leg of the animal. There are just two prosciutto per, per animal. animal right? and Today is interesting when people start asking, and this is a big pleasure for me, like, is it a prosciutto di Parma? Is it a San Daniele? How long is cooked? Is it 14 months, 18 months, So people are learning there are differences Absolutely. in what they're paying for and what they're looking for. Customer is a lot more focused and knowledgeable on the products. What we are trying here today is a Parma, 18 months. So we have like a, the minimum age is 14. We have 18, which is showcasing today. And then we got 24 months, which is the difference. The difference basically like the timing of curing the, the, mm -hmm. the leg. So the longer the leg is cured, the sweeter it is, and the better the quality, absolutely. Well, when I was in Italy and I was visiting some prosciutto manufacturers, we learned that uh, when they export the prosciutto leg to America, they have to cut the hoof off because of our FDA requirements, which I thought was kind of interesting because here was all this, all these prosciutto legs hanging with one section with no hoof, and that was for us. It's true, absolutely. Yeah. It's still today. It's still today. That's the thing. That's the thing. Now we're gonna start our little pairing. We talk okay. about. Do you want me to hold this for you? Okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna pair mortadella, actually the prosciutto. 
gonna tear it with, uh, of course, Parmigiano. Parmigiano. Why? Prosciutto so di Parma, Parma Parmigiano <laughs> Reggiano. You Which never... I think is one of the easiest ways for people to pair food and wine is to keep everything local. So if you're sort of pairing 101, you if it's a wrong. dish from Parma, have a wine from that region. Exactly. Well. I will pair it definitely. This, this too goes perfectly with the Lambrusco. For yes, me, very nice. Lambrusco, red Lambr Lambrusco. Lambrusco has come a long way. We're getting much better Lambrusco in this country than we think of from, what, 30 years ago? I do believe that Lambrusco, in my opinion, is one of the biggest shot in terms of wine because for salumi, we like it match and clean your palate after yes, the ease of the, of the prosciutto and mm -hmm. uh, the consistency of the product. So, like, it's very nice to have a sip of Lambrusco clean for the next bite. Yes, absolutely, and it's refreshing. Absolutely, yep. I will pair the mortadella. I'll go a little bit north. So. I'll go in Piedmont and I would like to pair because mortadella in my opinion is very very sweet as a product. Okay. It has a unique flavor. That's why like you don't really in Italy eat mortadella paired with a lot of cheeses to be honest. I know in the States a lot put it with provolone, but provolone will be overmatching. Because provolone is smoked. It's smoked yeah. and it's basically it's a sharp cheese. Yes. It will so go it would over be too, too, too much. strong. Too so much. I will recommend It would be like having a Cabernet Sauvignon with a shrimp. Bravissima, yeah. kind of, yes. <laughs> so, like, I will go definitely with a robiola, and I will go with a robiola. We can, we can put literally, like, a little chopper one. I'm oh, that sounds why. wonderful. I love these cheeses. These are individual portions Absolutely. that you brought. Absolutely. So it's nice for one or two because it's not too much. What we are trying exactly to, to, to showcase, I do believe that people can have a board like that and having a very nice, easygoing uh, dinner, or even for lunch you can have it in the summer, a glass of wine, and be also in a very convenient price. Like yes. That's, uh, people sometimes think that these specialty are extremely expensive. No, these products are not. They're While, actually very affordable. Exactly. So what we're going to do uh, on this board, probably, and what we're probably hearing right now, we have like some $5 price for it, and it's... <laughs> no, it's no great. And, and I like this because if I were to open this and I wanted to have it for lunch, I was home alone, I could have it with some fruit, and that would be really lovely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So like the Robiola, we have it, it's from Piedmont region. We have a different flavor, and olives, tomato scapers, truffle, and it's a great soft cheese, fresh cheese. Uh, the closest thing in English for Robiola will say, Cream cheese, yeah, but it's, but much, it's a little bit different it's much than that. better than cream. It's a lighter. I think it's actually much lighter than cream cheese. But I absolutely. see why you're saying that. It, it's a similar consistency. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and it's great for the mortadella because it matches perfectly. Okay, so so we go for the third meat here. Here we got Arista di Maiale, pork loin. In roasted America. pork loin. Yes, uh, roasted. Okay. And uh, Arista is not even an Italian name. It's a Greek name. So why Arista? Because in the medieval time again, there was like uh, in Tuscany, there was a big council of the Greek and Roman church. And the Greek bishop, after trying it, this roasted Arista, like Aristos, that means 
the best. Ah, in okay. So the Tuscan, of course, and the people are serving, they didn't know the language back in the day, but they liked the sound of it. So since the day, they kept on calling Arista. I like that. Basically says the best, which is the... So it's the best. Pork tenderloin. Yes, absolutely. So you brought me the best. I like that. Absolutely. Always for you, Barbara. <laughs> and I will pair this, which is a smoky kind of flavor roasted mm -hmm. to a very unique cheese which is a chestnut chirap cheese. This oh I love this. I have had this before. I love this. What kind of cheese is that though? This is like a cow cheese wrap up and aged in chestnut leaves. So it's aged and it's yes. a harder cheese. Yes it is. Yes. Still ah. from Piedmont. It really melts in your mouth. Also the Barolo that you see there That goes is one well. of my favorites. When I went to Slow Cheese, I brought that home. That was the best. But I do believe that this, if you try it, hold it for you. Here, I'll, if you try I'll cut it, it for the, both of us to try it. With the pork loin goes extremely well. Are you going to try it with me? Absolutely. Okay. I never say no to a good bite. <laughs> mm. You have the creaminess of the cheese mm -hmm. that goes with the roasted flavor of the meat. And the chestnut flavor is just enough. It's not overpowering. This for me is mm. exceptional. And the consistency of this is actually not, it's more creamy than I thought. Exactly. This literally melts in your mouth. It does. And that's why I pair it with the pork loin. Because being roasted, this very Salinas product that you have on the board, mm -hmm. you got the match. And then this, yeah. So this is creamy. This creamy. is lean. So it's a good match. A little match. drier because and it's roasted. And it's great with this. Exactly. Clean your palate. Wonderful. Nice. Afterwards, I will go, before we do the prosciutto okay, and before do last. Okay, do the mortadella. Do the mortadella. I will suggest to make a little. Wrap it? Flute of mortadella and proviola. Okay. Do you want to show me what you mean? Absolutely. Or do I just do it myself? <laughs> I'll show you. So basically, you put a little bit of proviola on the slice. Okay. And you roll it. Let me roll it up. You do a little flute. <laughs> I like the eating part. Mm. Oh, that's great. And afterward, you have the mortadella coming back. Yes. That's wonderful. And I love this roviola. And that's the one with the truffle? Yes, that's the mm. one with the truffle. But My there are favorite. many different varieties. But you also have artichoke. You got artichoke. You got olives. Tomato. Tomatoes and capers. Artichokes and thyme. Truffle and olives. And then I will say that we move to our the most famous prosciutto. cup hole, basically, yes. uh. which is a Parmigiano and Prosciutto di Parma. Okay. So that you, now, don't, you don't need to do anything else. You just need to eat prosciutto. I was always told that when you have Parmigiano. prosciutto sliced, you should have it sliced thin enough that you can see your hand, and you've done that. Thank you. I do my best. Yes. But it's, it's the slicer. That's it's the, the slicer, job. which I'm going to ask you to show us in just a second. But Absolutely. I was also told when I was Italy, in Italy that you're not supposed to roll up the prosciutto into a flour or anything, that you really should eat it as flatly as possible. Well, it's true. Uh, you you want to eat your prosciutto like in a, in a full slice. But again, uh, it's interesting because on the full slice, you've got different muscles of the animal. So mm -hmm. part is going to be like... Uh, a little drier, a part is going to be a little moister. Depends, you're going to have the part of the fiocco, the culatello, really depends. So, in the leg has got different parts. It's good to, in my opinion, to savor the slice altogether mm -hmm. because there you have the full idea of so the So you would, you would slightly roll it I'll up. pick up, no, I'll oh, pick up the slice. Oh, just have the slice, okay. I'll eat it. 
And I always tell my guests when I put it out flat on a platter that I wasn't being lazy, I was doing the right thing. Absolutely. No, you know? but it's correct because also you want, sometimes the prosciutto put together it doesn't mm. look very nice. No. So even though they offer you whenever you go to a deli in Italy, a beautiful prosciutto roses for a day. So that's but that's very nice. Call. So this is fabulous. So all of these things work very well together. But again, Italy is a lot about tradition, mm -hmm. yes. tried and true combinations. Now you also have a couple of other cheeses here that we didn't get to, but we'll just mention what they are. Well, we went to the to the Parmigiano Reggiano right. from okay. uh, this specific producer that's the Millesimato. Uh, but we have different but ages, do, right? Absolutely. 15, 24, 36 months. 36 months. Millesimato wow. is a specific milk where the cow right after giving birth to the little cattle as, as a so milk So it's creamier and richer. Exactly. And they are the only one who does this kind of cheese. The vaccherose. The, the red cows. cows. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know very well. And especially today what is interesting, like some is the only producer uh, who's doing uh, this one, the lactose-free Parmigiano, is uh, already a kosher product and but it's lactose-free. It's lactose-free, but it's how not. How is it lactose-free? Basically, they're you, they're not using like the the regular milk of the cow. They're okay. doing this, but what they're gonna do, which is very interesting, is that in October they're gonna launch not just in the United States, worldwide, but they're gonna open the first wheel of cheese. Parmigiano DOP that you know, DOP Parmigiano has some animal curd. Yes. So they manage up their ear of understanding how to do it. They're gonna launch the first DOP Parmigiano Reggiano kosher. So it's gonna be wow. Huge. And the, the other thing that I think we should mention about Parmigiano Reggiano is when people buy a piece of Parmigiano Reggiano and it has the the outer layer that's darker and a little harder than the inside of the cheese that that is still cheese it's just gotten darker and harder from aging people say is it wax it's not no, wax it's cheese not. it's just the the outer coating of the the outer layer of the cheese i personally is a part that i love and i put it in my soup yes i do too that's I, and I do all the time what i love to do with those rinds is freeze them and if i'm not going to be able to use them in the next couple of weeks once i have the rind leftover, then what I do is I throw it in my freezer and when I make soup or sauce or stew or anything like that, you put that in there. And I always tell my friends when they come to have dinner, in their dish there's going to be a surprise, which is that beautifully cooked rind that's become very soft again. And I always make sure everyone gets a little piece of it and it's always a big hit. And it's so. delicious. And it's delicious. delicious. So I can't thank you enough, Marco, for this for tour me, of Italy. Gracias. You're so you're so knowledgeable. And every Gracias. time I see you at a food event or something, I learn something new from you. So that's why I really thank wanted to make sure that you would have some time to come and visit me here at Stress-Free Cooking. So thank you very much, Marco, for joining me on Stress-Free Cooking. Thank you, viewers. Please visit my Facebook page, Stress-Free Cooking. And I'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. <laughs>